This is Sarah. This is Emily. And we are Sisters Take a Side, talking all about Scott Peterson. Hey. Hello, Ms. Emily. We made it. We're here. We made it. We're here. It's recording day. It's our favorite day of the week. Dude, this week has been just an absolute... a short week. Okay. Was it a short week? Because <laughs> my brain is on fire. Um, well, at least you have one. I'm pretty sure I don't have one anymore. Great. Well, we're just off to a rip-roaring start. Two peas in a pod. I just really can't. Like, everything I know. hurts. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, the good news is we are recording this. So uh, for those who don't know, we actually record several weeks in advance. <laughs> we are visiting you from the future. We are visiting you from the future. Or no, we're visiting you we're from the, the past. Well, but no, but okay. Right now, the listeners are visiting us from the future. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I now my brain has just extinguished. Yeah. All right. It was on well, fire we've officially. Now... So yeah. Um. So yeah. But at least I mean, listen, we're coming to the end of February. The days yeah. are getting a little bit longer. It's getting nicer out. Great. Those are the nice things to look forward to. Yeah. I guess I had to, to pick grass out of little meatball's mouth yesterday because he was outside <laughs> crawling around on the grass because it was nice out. So, yeah, sure. I guess. That's great. <laughs> okay. Well, Someone's going to write into me and be like, wow, actually, well, why were you letting your baby crawl on the yeah, grass? Yeah, I'd, I'd close those DMs if I were you. But. <sighs> well, then I guess it's a good thing I'm – presenting today then i know i'm so cranky i'm so sorry i'm bringing terrible energy <laughs> bring like a, a ouija board in here what's that called a Wee- board ouija board <laughs> yes yeah. like a cleanse or something okay i'm resetting i'm resetting myself you're resetting okay we're framing. here i am we're here okay what are we talking about today well this everything. is gonna make you feel so much better because we are gonna be talking all about scott peterson today i hate this Ding bat. I, just, I know you do. <laughs> fucking hate everything about him. Great. Okay. Um, so like we kind of mentioned <laughs> last week, um, we uh, are kind of kind of do this like we did um, the JonBenet case. So mm-hmm. everyone knows about Scott and Lacey Peterson. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, uh, there are a bajillion different books and articles and i cited everything at the end of this um end of this episode uh check our show notes for those um well yeah and let's shout out, shout out some of our podcast friends that have done great eps on yeah got peterson so so i okay. yeah good call so Look i actually you, you're like shut up emily i'm literally no. getting there okay I was going to say, I actually included our best friends over at True Crime Obsessed because, of course, um, course, because they cover this um, on both their Patreon and their regular um, feed. So their their regular feed episode is episode 189. It's, they cover um, like the ABC 2020 episode. episode of of scott peterson um but then their patreon they do like a multi-ep coverage of like the documentary about scott peterson oh, cool okay yeah um so really good definitely check that out i don't know have you heard have you listened to any other i i know there's other ones out there 
Yeah. So um, shout out for sure to the Prosecutors Podcast. They do um, a nice multi-part series about it. Um, Crime Weekly, I believe. I'm like 80% sure Crime Weekly has also done another um, great multi-part series. Um, So please go check both of them out along with True Crime Obsessed if you would like to hear uh, more awesome podcasts about this case. Good call, Em. Um. So I know one of the reasons that you're not a huge fan of this is there – and so trigger warning, and I will call this out to you when I get to it, um, but there I am going to give a, a, a brief trigger warning about um, – uh, how do I want to phrase this? Um, harm to a child. Harm to a child. Thank harm you. to Jesus. a baby. I think. Yeah. Um, infant yeah. death. Uh, yeah. and I will, I will call it out when we get to it. Um, I give you a time, Emily, to run out of the room so you don't have to hear me yeah, talk about you it. No, I don't like this shit. I know you don't like it. So I I'm going to go, like it. I'm going to go through it really quickly. I also left out of this, um, because what I'm going to do is essentially just go over it like briefly. And then we're going to talk about, do we think Scott did it or do we think Scott didn't do it? See, okay, I have to say, I love that we've both, like, found our own style of, like, how we like to cover cases. Like, Sarah loves the big, like, flashy named cases, and but she doesn't want to read all 270 articles about them. So she just gives, like, an overview. It's like John Bennett. You just give an overview, and then you're like, here's my theories. Like, I love that that's your style, where I'm like, you know I read Mildred Muhammad's book 1,000 times for the DC sniper case. Like, that's more, like, my style. Like, uh-huh. I like getting into that background. So... I think, I think you funny. just politely called me lazy um, in, like, the nicest way I've ever been called lazy. I mean, it was a beautiful – it was a very beautiful compliment. See, that's the thing. I don't think, I think. it's lazy. I think it's just, like, your style. <laughs> like, you're just, like, what you're into. Well, and I also like being able to, like, think about it different. Like, yeah. I, I'm almost positive we're going to come down on different sides on this. My prediction. I swear to God, I'm firing you from this podcast if you <laughs> tell me you don't think Scott Peterson did this. I'm firing you. You're done. Get out of here. Okay, well, Scott Peterson, I hate you. If you're listening to this from a pay phone in prison, I hate you. Well, so let's get into it, shall we? (laughs) Here we go. All right. So again, virtually everyone knows this story. On December 24th, 2002, 27-year-old Lacey Denise Peterson, the eight months pregnant wife of 30-year-old Scott Peterson, was reported missing by her family and her husband. According to Scott, he last saw Lacey that morning around 9.30 a.m., before he left to go fishing at the Berkeley Marina right on the San Francisco Bay. Lacey was reportedly watching Martha Stewart, preparing to mop the floor, bake some Christmas cookies, and walk their dog, Mackenzie, before Scott went off to go fishing. And because, Emily, I want to give you a little warm and fuzzy right off the top, their dog was a golden retriever. I know. Aww. I was about to say, and I don't want to interrupt you. I'm like, Emily, shut up. But what do you think happened to I just hit pupper? the whole mic, I know. The puppers is okay. Like, Mackenzie. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) When Scott got home from fishing that afternoon, he found their their home empty, Lacey's car in the driveway, and Mackenzie, their beautiful little golden retriever, in the backyard. Scott strips completely naked, washes all of his clothes, makes a pit stop in the kitchen for some pizza and milk, and then goes to shower. Like a psychopath. Can we just, yeah, I mean, like, a shower milk? Okay, see, okay, I'm going to draw a line here, sister's take aside. 
It's not the shower milk. It's the milk and pizza. Oh, it's the shower milk for me. No, because hear me out. Okay. So I think I I think I probably told you guys. I am like a long distance runner, like yada yada. So when I come home from a long run, you know I'm drinking an iced coffee a shower iced coffee. You know I am. That's and it's fine. the most delightful like I take the thermos in the shower with me. Yeah. And I drink it while I wash my hair. And it it's delightful. So I am all about shower beverages. Okay, the, my issue is not – I am the queen of shower beverages. Okay. Shower coffee? Absolutely. Yeah. Shower seltzer? Yes, please. Okay. A shower beer? Hell yeah. It's the oh. milk for you. It's the milk. Yeah. Who drinks milk? Well, what grown-ass man is drinking a glass of milk? I don't – someone write in and, and explain this to me because I think this is the true crime of it all. Okay. <laughs> what a take. <clears throat> Lacey's mother, Sharon Rocha, will later recall that Scott called her later the evening that evening on December 24th to ask her if Lacey was with her because Lacey had still not returned home. This was the first point in time that Sharon learned Lacey was missing. Lacey's stepfather, Rob Gronsky, later calls police that evening to officially report Lacey missing. Police arrived at the Peterson home and found all of Lacey's things. So, you know, classic keys, wallet, and sunglasses all found in her purse and a closet at the home. Lead investigators John Bueller and Alan Brocchini will later describe Scott as calm, cool, polite, arrogant, disaffectedly distant, and impatiently irritable. He just didn't seem like a man who was crushed or even greatly disturbed by his wife's disappearance and possible death. Now, if this is not how my husband will later describe me when my pregnant ass goes missing, I don't want him. Okay. <laughs> The search for Lacey is obviously ramped up immediately. Um, yeah, she's a pretty white pregnant lady. Correct. Yeah. The search included uh, helicopters equipped with searchlights, police mounted on horseback and bicycles, canine units, water rescue units, a total of 30 officers, as well as Lacey's loved ones and neighborhood volunteers, all came out in search of Lacey. In the first two days of her disappearance, it's reported that up to 900 people were involved in this wow. search. Okay. I mean, this is yeah, this is huge, right? Um, an initial $25,000 reward was offered for any information leading to Lacey's safe return home. This reward would increase two more times from that initial amount. It was up to $250,000 wow. and then ultimately up to $500,000. A website – was launched by the husband of one of Lacey's friends, and Lacey's family and friends set up a command center at a nearby hotel to record developments in the case and circulate information. Over 1,500 volunteers signed up to distribute missing po- missing persons posters and help search for Lacey. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, this case gained national headlines and attention. I didn't include this here, but... Really, when you think about, like, this time of year especially, like, there's – the news is really slow. It's the holidays. Mm, Um, That's a good point. Yeah. Right? So, like, there wasn't anything going on. Um, So, you know, obviously, the news cycle, you know, they're going to pick up on stuff like this really quickly. Um, What do you think so far? Well, I think, I mean, to your point, like, the news cycle picks up quickly, yes. But I also think, I mean, it it was picked up quickly. Like I said, she was a a pretty white pregnant lady. Like, 
there's not a more sympathetic victim than that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, I mean, that's why it was picked up quickly, right? Yeah. Look at, wait, what? Yeah, I think that's a good point. Okay, so unimpressed over there. Um, also, like, 900 people showed up to look for her. Sarah, I'm not sure I could get nine people to show up to look for me if I went missing. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a lot of people, doesn't it? I mean, 1,500 volunteers. Yeah. That's what I'm like, saying. That's like, crazy. I don't know. Yeah, that's nuts. But again, like, sorry, I know you don't agree with me. I can tell by your face. But, like, this is, like, white missing white woman syndrome. Like, I'm sorry. But, like, we don't show this much attention to other people that go missing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's – so I don't know if I mentioned this. This is in Modesto, California. So, like – that's like a richer suburb, right? Or is that yeah, not? like a very nice okay. area? Yeah. Um. So okay, this is the tough part. So just a warning. Feel free to skip ahead, Emily. Tune me out. Taking off my headphones. <laughs> um. So in the spring of 2003, a couple walking their dog in Richmond's Point Isabel Regional Shoreline Park, aka a very marshy area of the San Francisco Bay found the decomposing but well-preserved body of a late-term male fetus. The umbilical cord was still attached, appearing to have been torn but not cut or clamped. A day after the discovery of the fetus, passerby found the body of a recently pregnant woman wearing beige pants and a maternity bra washed up on the eastern shoreline of the San Francisco Bay, approximately one mile from where the baby's body had been found. The body had decomposed to the point of being almost unrecognizable. The body had been decapitated, and most of her limbs were missing. On April 13, 2003, DNA tests will verify that these were the bodies of Lacey Peterson and her unborn son, who Lacey had named Connor. <sighs> so, whew, through the triggering stuff. Um, so to sum this up, um, many people presumed Scott Peterson had been the one to murder his wife and unborn son. We'll get into the reasons shortly, but for those who don't know... Um, Scott was ultimately arrested, convicted, and found guilty of first-degree murder for the death of Lacey and second-degree murder for the death of Connor in November of 2004. On March 16, 2005, the judge in this case sentenced Scott to death. Scott's legal team files several appeals, and in August of 2020, Scott's death sentence is actually overturned. It was part of a wider, um, yeah, where, like, the state of California had, like, gotten rid of the death penalty or something right it it was part of a larger thing it wasn't specifically because he's scott peterson but um it was ultimately overturned um okay i'm i mean i scott i hate you i don't like i don't know i just uh, yeah i mean that just it just like it just like breaks my heart like i think about you know i know I know a little bit about this case, obviously, and, like, I know that she was due in February. She went missing the end of December. I mean, and I just think, oh, God, I just think about, like, at that point in, like, both of my pregnancies, like, you are just, like, so excited to meet your baby and, like, hold your baby. And I just – I don't know. It's just, like – It's horrible. It's just – like (sighs) – she had done the nursery in, like, a nautical theme, I think. Oh, Their nursery was done. Like, I mean, like, they were baby ready. I know. And she right? was just, like, I'm just, I'm sure just, like, so excited and, like, just weeks away from, like, meeting her baby and, like, going to the doctor, like, every week at that point. And just, like, I just, I don't know, like, 
having experienced that like excitement and joy myself, mm-hmm. like thinking of someone like that then being like just I know it's awful and it's I just terrible. want like and this is like I realize this is just like a super tasteless joke but like I used to joke with Tomothy sometimes like when I was pregnant and I would be like don't Scott Peterson me like just let me go like is mm. right and it's but like I think about, and like, guys I know it's a really tasteless joke do not write in to email me about that but like you know like I think I'm like he couldn't have just like let her go like just divorce her and move on like I don't know. You know, it's just mm-hmm. just well, like because because like right, she would have just she could have just had Connor and gone and like lived a happy life and and then I was thinking here we go oh and here we thinking, go we're going down the rabbit hole I can tell well, give it to me like me what, I was looking at these dates Connor would have been twenty years old like yeah. he would have been an adult now yep he would be in college I don't know I'm just like so sad okay now I'm gonna, okay okay As, this has been just like a really <laughs> I'm really sorry. Like I'm about to like burst into tears. Oh my god, I'm really sorry. They would have had like a beautiful life together, like a beautiful twenty years together, if she was still alive. And okay, can we move on now? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Can we talk about Mackenzie again? (laughs) Yeah. Remember Mackenzie? Mackenzie. (laughs) What sound does a dog make? (laughs) Okay. So did Scott do? Or was he wrongly convicted? A lot of people are actually very convinced that Scott did this. Um, Uh, Yeah. But he was convicted despite the absence of a murder weapon or any, and when I say any, I mean any physical evidence tying Scott to the deceased. So to us in the biz, he was convicted purely on circumstantial evidence. So let's get into it. Can Can I interrupt you? When I'm, I'm like looking at your notes here, I thought that said circumcised evidence. Well, I was like, well, this feels like it's getting weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you remember when I had to call you yesterday to be like, um, so remember, so what is it called? Oh, yeah. you, Sarah calls me. She goes, what is it when like, there's no evidence that someone did it? And I was like, mm, not guilty. <laughs> what are you talking about? And she was like, no, but like when there's like compelling thoughts about, I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Okay, well, remember I was like, I can't – I want to tell you this line that I'm really proud of. That oh, was shit. Was that it? And there was absolutely no reaction from you. So No, because really I, I – well, because I was reading that thinking it was <laughs> circumcised evidence. That's why I had no reaction. Wow. <laughs> Just God. nothing. There was Sarah, nothing in your eyes. <laughs> that was a brilliant line. Bravo. Miss Haley from the creative writing program at our high school is clapping right now. Miss Haley, we salute you. You're doing the Lord's work I thought that there. line was really good. Okay. Anything. All right. Well, fine. All right. So why people think Scott did it. So let's back up a little bit. Remember that really charming description of Scott from Bueller and Brokini, which by the way, can I just say, like those are absolutely amazing. It's so good. I love that. Like I need, I need, I need a Bueller and Brokini merch line. Like, can we get that started? Right? (laughs) Yeah. Although they kind of bungled this a little, so I don't know. Um, So they weren't the only ones who noticed Scott's kind of odd behavior. This section of the podcast shall now be called Weird Things Scott Did That Make Him Look Guilty as Hell. I'm here for this. Yeah. So I might even have some other ones to like add you may, to this yeah. list. If I'm and and again, like I may be missing some. So. I'm gonna roast the hell at Scott Peterson. I hate you. I hate you, Scott Peterson. Okay, so <laughs> or we could also call this section Emily's therapy for the week. Um <laughs> oh, we do not have the time, my friend. 
Um, okay. So the day before Lacey went missing, so December 23rd, Lacey and Scott went to Lacey's sister's salon. So Amy, it's her sister's name. They went to Amy's mm-hmm. salon to get Scott's haircut, as they did every month. During this haircut, Scott offers to pick up a fruit basket that Amy had ordered for her grandfather as a Christmas gift. Scott offered to pick up the basket because he'd be playing at a golf course nearby. Scott also told several other people that he was going to be playing golf on Christmas Eve. But as we know, day of, he ends up going fishing because it was, quote, too cold to go golfing. So let's go on the water instead. Sketch. Yeah, this has always this has always been the one thing I'm like, yeah, you were it was right. It was too cold and rainy to go golf. Right. He was gonna go sit on the boat. I'm like, okay. Now apparently fishing in the rain is like the best way to do it. Okay. Apparently. On Christmas Eve, your pregnant <laughs> wife is at home getting ready for the hot like Christmas Eve, which she mop she, she's mopping the floor and you're like, peace, I'm out of here and go fit no, I'm sorry. No rational person does that. Okay. In addition, Scott told police that he had gone to fish for sturgeon at the Berkeley Marina, and then he left the marina around 2.15 p.m. in the afternoon. There's even a voicemail Scott leaves for Lacey. This is also known as the Hey Beautiful call. Yeah. In which he states it's 2.15, he was leaving Berkeley, and oh, yeah, by the way, couldn't grab that basket for, quote, unquote, Papa. I know. And could she grab it for him? Sketch. Now, I, I don't know. You've heard this, I think. You've heard I, this call. I'm about to give it to you line by line. It's like Ew, etched in my brain as like the cre- – like, He's like – so he he's like ring, ring. And he goes, hey, beautiful. Uh, yeah, so I'm just uh, making my way back and I realize I'm not going to have time to pick up that basket for Papa. Hoping you can step by and grab it. Okay, sweetie. And then like hangs up the phone. Tell me that's not exactly what he sounds like. Wow. You're welcome. We're done. Okay. Podcast is over. And it's just so creepy. It's just so creepy. It is cringy. Like, again, like, I guess, like, hashtag not all married people. As a married lady myself, never – God bless Timothy. Never once have I got a phone call where he's like, hey, beautiful. Like, (laughs) and I am beautiful. And I don't – You are beautiful. So, God damn it, you are. Right? Like, it's just, that's, I'm sorry, that is not how people talk to each other. Like, it's just not. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna go, can you go grab the fruit basket for Papa? Ew. (laughs) (laughs) If I could crawl on my skin, I would. Okay. Yeah. Um, So there's that. Um, Well, and that, like, he says this, like, he calls and he leaves her a voicemail saying that he's running late, but, the pol- but like, it comes out, like, he had never told her he was going all the way to this marina, right? And and so the police are like, well, wait a minute, why would you have to call her then and tell her you were running late from this marina she had no idea that you were at? My guy. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes, but we'll get to something later that... Okay. That would make this make sense. I swear to God, if you don't have to be a Scott Peterson apologist, <laughs> I'm so done. Okay. Another thing that makes Scott apparently look pretty guilty is he refuses to take a polygraph test. Now, no. we've we've talked about this. I don't think that makes like, – I'm leaving it here because that was something that 
in my research I found apparently makes him look guilty. No. You guys, I'm on the record in every single podcast episode. Do not take a polygraph and get yourself a lawyer. Thank you. There. Okay. Um, so now the Amber Fry of it all. Um, yeah. So one thing we haven't mentioned yet is that Scott was having a very serious extramarital affair. In fact, it's actually discovered during the investigation that Scott had had two other extramarital affairs prior to Amber Fry. Oh, I'm not sure I knew that. Mm -hmm. So, yikes. Um, Interesting. You really can't know the story without also knowing the Amber Fry story. Yeah. Um, So on December 30th, 2002, Amber Fry informs police of her relationship with with Scott. With Scott. With with Scott. Scotty. Scott. She states that she met Scott on November 20th, 2002. So like only a month earlier. And this is, this is like. A, mu- a month and four days before Lacey Correct. was missing. Look at your math skills. You like that? That was good. Hey, Mr. Bond. That was really good. Teacher. <laughs> um, Scott initially tells uh, Amber that he's single. Um, later, on December 9th, so two weeks before Lacey disappears, Scott actually told Amber that he was a widower, and this would be his first Christmas without his wife. Wolf. This will later come back as possible evidence of premeditation, as it indicates that perhaps Scott had already decided to kill Lacey. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's hearsay. I don't know, like, how... Uh, eh, I don't know, but... Well, is Well, I... Mm, but, I mean, that's her test... I mean, she testified to that in court, right? Yeah. That That's what he said. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of weak, but... Okay. Once Amber, you can't even look. I can't even look at you because there are flames flying. I'm so mad. Okay. Once Amber loops police into their affair, police immediately want to catch Scott, essentially. So Amber agrees to have her phone calls with Scott recorded. She records all subsequent phone conversations with Scott in the hopes that he will eventually come clean. Yeah. The most damning call was a phone call that Scott made just minutes before a candlelight vigil being held for his missing pregnant wife, during which he tells Amber that he's in Paris with his friends Pascal and Francois. (laughs) And the noise that Amber hears in the background was actually New Year's festivities in Paris, not all of the people he was at around at the vigil for his missing pregnant wife. This, this is gross. I don't care what side of this you come down on. This instance this is, is gross. It's yeah. damning, gross, foul, unacceptable, all of those things. Yeah. I mean, have you listened to those calls? I have. Yes. And this is the one that like, it's chill. It's chilling. It's chilling. Yeah, because yeah, he is like cool as a cucumber. Like, hey, like, baby. Hey, babe. Yeah, oh, I'm just having so much fun. Yeah, and the Paris Pascal and Francois. <laughs> Which like he like, did he just like better Google, names? Yeah, did he just Google like French names? Like, I, <laughs> I, yeah, oh, the top two French boy names for 2002. <laughs> Literally, like what are you? Scott, I hate you. Oh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't look good. And 
I mean, it's always this, right? It always comes out that these guys are having an affair. Always. Like, I just... <sighs> right. And like, then he had had two prior to this. So, like, three total. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Okay. So, other things that make Scott look really guilty. Um. So, the concrete of it all. I actually found this kind of interesting. So, during the investigation, the FBI conducted mitochondrial DNA testing. Well, okay, I actually should say, like, the forensics of it all, because this is a little bit of, of it all. Um, Can you FBI, say it all one more time? I think all. people are confused. <laughs> the FBI conducted mitochondrial DNA testing on a hair that was found on a pair of pliers found in Scott's fishing boat that they linked with a hair recovered from Lacey's hairbrush. Upon a search of Scott's pickup truck, toolbox, warehouse, and boat, homemade anchors were found in the boat. Scott... A, I'm sorry, a homemade anchor was found in the boat, not multiple. Okay. Scott states that he had made the anchor in his boat using a 90-pound bag of concrete and then used the rest of the concrete on his driveway. Now, upon testing, photographer, which, what? yeah, that's a career, like, who knew? Robert O'Neill stated that none of the concrete matched a sample taken from the driveway. So, essentially, they tested the concrete from this anchor they found oh, okay i see with yeah. samples from their driveway and this photographer which i guess is like a rock okay person. can i tell you how i know that that's what that is so Timothy's cat before he and i moved in together her name is petra which is short for petrichor which means like the smell of rocks when it rains i'm not kidding so that's when i saw so petro photographer yeah so like petra i think oh, i'm so oh. sorry i just okay. knocked my whole mic over yes you did sorry. um <laughs> anyways why am i telling this story um it's the name of Timothy's cat i don't know what that's great <laughs> so apparently this that's 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 a thing that's a thing a guy who studied rocks great so or he a cat. basically yeah or a cat <laughs> basically came out and said well that can't be true because the the driveway does not match this this concrete sample Ultimately, authorities will believe that Scott made a total of five homemade anchors using four to weigh Lacey's body down when he disposed of her in the San Francisco Bay, and then the one remaining was left in his boat. Yeah, not good. Okay. And I think that evidence is, like, bolstered by the state in which her body was found, right? Like, like, trigger warning for, like, gruesome descriptions of bodies, but her – it was – Basically, what was found was her torso. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that, like, anchors were used for her, like, arms and legs and potentially her head. And that, like, the weight of that detached those parts of the body from her torso. Mm-hmm. Look at me. I'm just, like, a scientist. But wouldn't that have been five, not four? Mm, correct. You're a really good scientist. <laughs> you anyway. just told me how good i was at math <laughs> you are really good at math um okay so then there's the fleeing of, to mexico um another no. thing that makes scott look pretty guilty is that when scott was arrested on april 18th 2003 he was actually very close to a uh, golf course in la jolla mm-hmm. a fun scott fact for those who don't know Scott actually grew up in San Diego, and his parents live in San Diego. Now, Emily, I want you to think back to our girls' trip we took to San oh Diego. Oh, my 
gosh. Yeah, I know. Um, what were we super close to and almost wound up in? Incredibly close to Mexico. <laughs> Incredibly. Dangerously close to Mexico. Could have spit on Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So authorities were really super concerned that Scott was actually making a break for Tijuana. <laughs> he tells police that he was meeting his father and his brother for a game of golf. Like, the fucking golf of it all. You know how I feel about people that play golf. (laughs) I do. Um, This is not the odd part, though. Shockingly. (laughs) This is not the odd part. What was odd was that Scott's once dark brown, naturally dark brown hair had been dyed platinum blonde, and he'd grown a whole ass mustache and goatee. (laughs) (laughs) His Mercedes-Benz was also, quote, overstuffed with the following fifteen thousand dollars in cash survival gear camping equipment several changes of clothes four cell phones his brother's driver's license in addition to his own and 12 viagra tablets which i do i say why though (laughs) well tijuana are you kidding me that like Just saying. He needs 12 Viagra tablets for Tijuana? I mean, guy's got needs. I don't know about you, and I'm going to have to ask those I know who golf, but, like, I don't think you need all of that to go golfing. But apparently his dad will later say that Scott was, like, living out of his car because of, like, all of the media attention. Yeah, and, like, okay. He was basically run out of Modesto. Like, like, imagine that scene in Beauty and the Beast where they're, like, chasing her dad out of, like, their well, little town. Yeah, good. Bye. See you later. But, like, you couldn't have stayed in San Diego. You couldn't have, like, stayed with your parents or your brother. You couldn't, like, go get a hotel. Stop it. I'm – no. He was not living out of his car. That's what he says. Okay, bye. Um. So then to, to wrap up this section, just a few more things that make Scott look guilty as hell. Um. He apparently added two pornographic television channels to his cable service only days after Lacey's disappearance. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) He was very vocal about wanting to sell the home that he shared with Lacey. Um, Yikes. And he also sold Lacey's car and purchased a pickup truck, like, immediately following. Like, in the week – like, a week after she disappeared. Yeah, all of that says to me he does not think his pregnant wife is going to come home because his pregnant wife would probably not appreciate any of those three things were she to come home. Yeah. Um, So in terms of motive, ultimately prosecutors will say that the affair with Amber, financial problems, and impending fatherhood were all motives for murder, surmising that Scott had killed Lacey due to increasing debt and a desire to be single again. Was he in a lot of debt? Okay, so we're going to get into that. I could not find a single source that reported on, like, any type of financial problems. Hmm. I mean, I know the guy was, like, kind of a deadbeat. I mean, like, he, he he was a fertilizer salesman, so, like, he had a decent job, I guess. But, like, yeah. he had, like, I don't know. He had, like, some issues in college, I think. And I should have written this down, but, like, I, I mean, they weren't, like, super well off. I mean, he's driving a Benz, and she was driving a... Like Range Rover. What? Okay. I hmm. Land Rover? I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well. I mean I, yeah, I don't know. He can afford to golf all the time and he can also afford to go fishing when he wants, so Well, and like buy a fishing boat. Okay, but also 
and like we'll get to this later like the boat imagine that like little tiny dinghy we used to take out in rhode island when we'd go up to bristol <laughs> yeah imagine that thing but like 40 years older i mean we're not talking about like a yacht here those are still expensive mm. okay okay <laughs> I don't think this one was. Okay. So this is all, yes, like very compelling evidence that he did this because he definitely did do this. So great. Fantastic. Okay. okay. Is this where we end the podcast now and wrap it up? Um, no, it is not. So <clears throat> why people think Scott didn't do it. Who are you? So, you don't have a brain. Let's start with the motive. Again, I could not find a single thing related to any type of debt or financial trouble for the people. Oh, oh, that's oh my. Okay, so we just sorry, I just like yeah. stole your first bullet point. That's there. okay. Yeah, okay. I'm not saying like I'm a great researcher, but like in everything I read for this, I did not come across it once. As for the affair being motive, and or the desire to be single again, yeah, the man had had two prior affairs before Amber. So yeah. A total of three affairs, and on the third, like, what is it? Like, the third time's three times a charm? Like, he didn't, he didn't kill anyone after the first affair. He didn't kill anyone after the second affair. Well, because I do it after the third? Yeah, because what changed is the baby. He w- he knew he was going to be locked down after she had that baby. Okay. That's what changed. On the day of Lacey's disappearance, a neighbor states that they saw the couple's dog. Remember Mackenzie? Mackenzie's Good back. girl, Mackenzie. Hi, Mackenzie's back. She's back. Um, so a neighbor states that they see Mackenzie in the Peterson's gated back a gated yard at 10.15 a.m. Mm-hmm. And a mailman who arrived around 10.30 a.m. did not see the dog, indicating that Lacey would have been out walking the dog after Scott left at 9.30. Now, interestingly, this was never heard in court. Okay, can I interject? I'm, I am the prosecution in this case. Let me interject here. Okay, can the defense finish? Okay, yes. My apologies. Go ahead. No, no go no, ahead. No, finish. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe this is why we got that one four-star review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, God. I know. I'm sorry. Maybe. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, finish. Okay, there are several witnesses, like like a laundry list of witnesses who report seeing Lacey and Mackenzie on a walk the morning of her disappearance, but none of them were contacted back by police. In fact, almost every single one of these witnesses called into the tip line and to the police to let them know that they saw Lacey that morning, but they were mm-hmm. never called back. So Bueller and Burkini, I'm looking at you. Why weren't these people ever called back? You had, you had 1500 volunteers. Yeah. Why Why did not a single one of these 20-plus witnesses ever get called back? Remember how Scott came home and found Mackenzie in the backyard? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, a neighbor actually put Mackenzie there after finding her wandering the neighborhood with a muddy leash. The neighbor reported seeing nothing out of the ordinary at home. Okay, but this neighbor doesn't think it's weird? This dog's walking around with a muddy leash? What? Okay. Well, the do- how would the dog have been out? To get a muddy leash, if Lacey didn't walk it. Well, but not, and the neighbor was just like, "Do do do, not see here." I, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, also, on the day of Lacey's disappearance, there was a whole ass robbery happening at the house across the street. 
I knew you were going to say that this was real. Like, okay. So the house directly across the street from the Petersons was being broken into the morning that Lacey disappeared. It, like, imagine, like, the, the three little, like, people in little black outfits. With, with like, ski masks on. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking taking the TV out. Like, just broad daylight. Okay? Okay. Clearly, balls of steel, these guys. Because, I mean, truly. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes. Truly. So the house directly across the street from the Petersons being broken into on the morning that Lacey disappears. It's theorized that Lacey, being the type of woman that she was, would have confronted the burglars, and it's possible that these criminals, because they are criminals, took Lacey, killed her, and then disposed of her body in an area where it was already commonly known that Scott was that day. Think about it. Like the, Again, we talked about media coverage. Everyone knows Scott was fishing at the bay that day. Yes, they gave they announced his alibi publicly. Yes, which is ridiculous. Oh, Brokini, again, looking yes. at you. Do sir. not bring Brokini into this. Wow, don't not slander that man's good name. <laughs> There's almost zero forensic evidence that ties Scott to the murder of his wife and unborn son. The only forensic evidence that was found in this case was the hair in the pliers, but. A witness at the warehouse where Scott kept his boat stated she had seen Lacey down at the warehouse with Scott on several occasions. So it's not that odd that one of Scott, one of Lacey's hairs would be found in a set of pliers. I do think, I do think that's true. I think the hair is like, it could have been on his shirt and fallen off into the, like that to me is like, I'm sure my hair is on Thomasy's clothes. I'm sure. Right. Now that's the only, and that yeah. is the only piece of forensic evidence in this case. Yeah. So, Emily, I, what side are you on? What I do, he did this, Sarah. He did this. Love, okay. So the, the point I was going to make earlier, this thing about like the neighbors who saw her. I think I heard this on. I think it was the prosecutor's podcast coverage of this. It was really interesting. So basically, all of these witnesses contradict each other, which is why, like, the prosecution never wanted to put them on the stand. Because you had one witness who was like, yeah, I saw a pregnant lady in, like, a white t-shirt and black pants walking a golden retriever at this time. And then another witness was like, yeah, I saw a pregnant lady in a green shirt and khaki pants walking a really small dog at this time, right? Like, they all contradicted each other. And so the prosecution was like, well, shit, like, <laughs> right? Like, if you put them on the stand, it would be like, wait, so you saw, like, there was, like, 10 different Lacey Petersons running around in, like, 10 different outfits with 10 different dogs on this day. Okay, but don't you think, if you're a prosecutor, on a, you, you're going to, in a case where it is purely circumstantial evidence, yeah, you don't want to try and hunt some of these people down? You don't want to find the lady in the green shirt with the small dog and the lady in the black shirt with the big dog. I mean, I, but like, I, yeah, I guess I do think it's weird that whatever source you had for this, they weren't like looked into. They were never called back, apparently. Yeah, that's a little strange to me. But I, I mean, eyewitness testimony is like the very unreliable form of evidence. Yes. Like, right? It is. Yes. But like, find me the woman who was walking her dog, the, the other pregnant woman. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes. Find me her. Yeah. But how do they, like, what if it was the day before? 
what if it was yeah oh yeah you did see lacy but it was the day before or it was an hour earlier than you thought it was or it was you know what i mean mm-hmm. and yeah. and then and like same thing with like the robbers i'm sorry there's a big difference between i'm gonna break into your house and steal your tv and i'm going to murder a pregnant lady in broad daylight and then hide her body and dump it in the san francisco bay like that is that is like nuts to me and i think if i remember correctly they brought those guys in and like i have to say like i do like imagine like you're just like some dumb robber and you're like dude i just wanted that old lady's tv and And then and then they like bring you in and they're like dude there's like a missing pregnant lady and you're like fuck me like i just like of course i broke into the house across the street like Right. And then, yes. And to you, yes, to your point, they were all asked and they were like, we have no, we don't know anything about any pregnant lady being killed. Like, we have no idea what you're talking about. They all completely number this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like, I just, I don't know that like any of this evidence that he didn't do it is compelling to me, I guess, because I feel so certain in the circumstantial evidence i mean her body was found where he puts himself that day he told police i was in the san francisco bay that day and that's where her body was found come on but everyone knew he was there what so you had so these what these robbers or these whoever were like oh ha 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 like I'm going to keep her somewhere I'm going to what either keep her alive somewhere or hide her body somewhere and then dump it in the bay this huge ass bay where her husband was and just like hope to God someone finds it Maybe. no no <clears throat> Scott's the one sitting in jail it worked. Yeah. I mean, I think the only kind of compelling piece of evidence that you presented here is Mackenzie being out walking around with with her leash on. His leash? Her leash? I don't... Her leash? Her leash. No, I think actually Mackenzie is a boy dog. No, it was a girl dog. No. I'm pretty sure Mackenzie was a boy dog. So really, we need to come down on... I was kidding. (laughs) Let's just just take a side on whether Mackenzie was female or male. (laughs) But, right, like, I do think that that is, because that, and to me, that means Scott thought about this a lot more than we might give him credit for, that he was like, I need to make it look like she was, like, attacked while she was out on a walk. I don't think Scott was smart enough. I'm going to be honest. So then how do you explain, how do you explain the dog being out walking around? How do you? Was Lacey kidnapped? Okay, so you tell me. So I guess that, so that's my question to you. Then you fucking Scott apologist. <laughs> I'm not is, a Scott apologist. So I then just tell me what else. Tell me what happened to her. If it wasn't Scott, what happened to her? I think that she was abducted while she was out walking the dog. Do you know how many sickos are out there like that want a baby and Ew, are willing what? to do anything to get one? I think she was abducted while she was out walking the dog. She, they, this became national headlines. Whoever took her was like, oh, fuck. What do you mean, oh, fuck? What, they thought they were just going to, like, no one was going to notice? Killed her. And then dumped her body where her husband put himself. I think Scott was like, oh, shit, great. Like, she just walked away from her life. So I'm off scot-free. I'm going to order those porn channels and... 
I so, mean, so then how do you explain Amber Fry and him being like, this is going to be the first, my first Christmas without my wife. Mm, give me a blowjob. I'm so sad. How do you explain that? Exactly that. <laughs> Feel bad for me. And what, he was just going to continue to lie about his having a dead wife, even though he had a living wife with a baby? No way. He knew. He knew as soon as that baby was born, Lacey was going to look at him and be like, my guy, you're here home with me all the time now. And this baby. Yeah. I cannot believe you. I'm firing you as my co-host. So here's the... Okay. So I'm going to give you... So I I am not fully convinced... If I were a juror, yeah, I don't think that I could say without a re- without reasonable doubt that he did this unreal i i don't think that th- i am a a hard evidence person i need i need more than what is here okay. you can't find me the anchors it's concrete you can't find them they the anchors have never been recovered well but what would you be able to find off them if you could? I would be it would be proof that he made them? That yeah. he made them, that they were... I mean, it would be something. Okay, but, like, and I, I guess I think about this a lot. Like, either Scott Peterson did this or he is the most unlucky son of a yeah. bitch <laughs> on the face of the earth. Because, like... Oh, I think he's super sketchy. I think he's gross. I think he's super sketchy. I think that... Sarah, the guy bought a fishing boat, like, a week before his wife disappears and is later found in the San Francisco Bay... I think he's had that boat for no, a while. No, he bought that boat. He, like, bought it off Craigslist, like, paid cash for it. Like, super sketchy. Mm-hmm. Give it a goog, but I'm, like, 99% sure that's true. And he got, like, a fishing license for the San Francisco Bay for one day only, the 24th. And he bought it, like, a couple of days ahead of time. And I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. There yeah. isn't enough. Are you going to start writing Scott Peterson like letters in jail, <laughs> love letters in jail? No, I don't think so. I will die. Do not do that. I'm good. I don't need a prison pin pal. This is so unreal. I cannot believe this. I just don't think there's enough here to prove that he did it. So, what piece of evidence do you find it most compelling that he didn't do it? Like, what would be the piece of evidence that? makes you say not guilty or like i guess not able to find guilt beyond a reasonable doubt the robbery across the street really yeah but they caught those guys and those guys were like dude we had nothing to do with that lady (laughs) would you have said oh yeah that's the lady that we killed oh thanks man hey brokini fist bump man yeah totally forgot about her i mean i guess but i mean weren't they picked up pretty quickly after this robbery they were i mean fairly quick like within a month Yes, I mean, I can't. I, I mean, yes. But, like, again, like, you, like you're like you robbing a house in basically broad daylight, and then you're going to murder someone that, like, comes you could up snatch on her. You? But snatch her and do what? Like, I don't, I mean, you weren't planning to kill These are sophisticated, like, okay. people here. How sophisticated would they be if Brokini's catching them within two <laughs> weeks? <laughs> again, what? I just have this, like, mental image of, like, <laughs> da-da. You know, like a little <laughs> 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 Not a visual medium, but like you know what I'm saying. 
exactly what you're saying, which is exactly why these people did not these these dumb robbers. These talk about unlucky son of a bitches. These poor unlucky robbers had oh, nothing okay. to do. Oh, with so this. you're a robbery th- uh, apologist? Well, yeah, because these they're like, oh, did you kill that lady? And they're like, oh shit, no, I was just trying to steal a TV. Like, I just I do I have sympathy for them because that would be my luck if I tried to commit a crime. <laughs> It would. 100 percent. 100 percent it would. <laughs> so okay, um, so so you're coming down on the side of you could not find him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. I could not find him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt with what was presented. Okay. I just No. Now hiring um, so you know, a new co-host of Sister Sick Aside. Wow. Okay. Well, fine. <laughs> This is the hill. This is this is the hill you want to die on. I will die on this Scott Peterson hill. I hate him. <laughs> In case I haven't said it enough, Scott Peterson, I hate you. Wow, he sucks. So you know how um, he was potentially going to get a new trial for yeah. jury misconduct. Mm-hmm. So in December twenty twenty two, just recently. Yeah, I think. Again, okay. not the world's best researcher, but. Um, <laughs> The judge denied it. Oh, really? He will not get a new trial. Mm-hmm. So he's just, what, life in prison? Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah. 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 Good. Don't waste it. Why are we wasting anyone's time? I mean, there was jury misconduct. I don't care. Okay. Well, <laughs> great. Emily cares zero fucks about our judicial system. That's good. I know. Why not listen to me? I, I mean, yeah. Okay. I. I don't care. <laughs> I can't she even does not care. She to just to does care. not care. Okay. Okay. Great. Is that a wrap on this asshole? Like, I'm, yes. Yeah. That's, that's it. God. Sarah, that was yeah, incredibly well researched. Oh, thank you so much. You did a good job. Oh, thank you. Please do not write to Scott Peterson in jail, though. Promise me. I promise. You think he gets a lot of mail? Probably. I Can think, I tell you something I really so. dumb I, or like crazy that I almost did? Oh, no. When yes. I was researching the DC sniper case, I was really tempted to write to Lee Boyd Malvo. Yeah. I didn't. I could, I could feel that. But like I was really tempted. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. It's Not never really occurred like, to me to write to someone in jail. Ever. Yeah, I don't know why. I that would be I'm surprised thing. that you did. Yeah, and I don't even know what I was going to say. I just... Yeah. That's fair. Just to... I don't know. Anyways, I don't, why are we talking about this? Okay. <laughs> um. So, yeah. That's Sisters Take a Side on that Scott really Peterson. Guys, I want you all to write in and tell us what side you take on this. Unless you take Sarah's side, then don't bother. Excuse you. <laughs> Wow. Uh, well, okay, so what are we doing next week? Well, Emily, what are we Oh, shit, yeah. That's, well, I'm waiting oh, with bated breath over here. I know what I'm doing next week. I am doing Nicholas Barclay and the Imposter. Ooh. Have you heard of that? You've heard I, of that. You know what? I've heard of it, but why am I, like, drawing a huge blank? Well, keep your pants on. I'll tell you all about it next week. Oh, man. I'm I gotta super see excited can, about this. I gotta see if I can find a book about it. You love your book. You know me. I like a good... You need a good book. You need a good book about it. So um, stay tuned on that. Uh, Well, what what do we want to say to the people before we... Well, I was just going to ask you, do you have any... um, Do you have any... Annoying meta comments today? Yeah. Do you have any... (laughs) 
Do you um, have anything for the people today? No, just to, oh wait, we're supposed to be answering a listener question at the end of each, each episode. We are. I'm don't are think you, we got any. You're pull, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Oh, let me let pull me up our listener questions. Up. Hold on. Hold Sorry. on. Sarah's just not in the game. Yeah, okay. So guys, I don't have we even said that we're doing this? I don't even I think we said it on our last app, didn't we? Last week's app. That hasn't yeah, been released so, yet. Yeah, so we know. are yeah. I haven't even edited that audio yet. So, guys, oh, um, I know. A lot of y'all have just been, like, writing in, like, wanting, I guess, to know. This is so weird. To, like, know more about us or just, like, know more about our process, which is so kind. Um, so, keep sending your questions in either on Instagram at uh, sisterstakeaside underscore podcast or send them in via email at sisters.take.a.side at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And this week's question is, you are, okay, who wrote this? Did our mom write this? You are stranded on a desert island. What are the two things you absolutely have to have with you? Ooh. Who wrote this? You're looking at it, not me. Um, Okay, so Sarah, you're stranded on a desert island. What two things do you have to have with you? Oh, man. Um, do I have Wi-Fi? No. Because mm, I was going to say I my know. Kindle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a boombox. <laughs> okay. Are you bringing your Savage Garden CDs to play in your boombox? <laughs> no. Um, and can I bring you? I'm my best friend. (laughs) Now I'm going to feel like a real asshole when I tell you my answer. You're like water and a lighter. (laughs) Yes, you may bring me. That sounds great. Um, There you go. I will bring. I will bring my NSYNC CD. If you bring your Savage Garden CD, perfect. Box. Great. Great. Okay. Um, I am bringing chapstick. Ooh. Right. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm bringing chapstick and running shoes. What? I don't want to walk around in bare feet on this desert island. Okay. Well, so you were number three. Oh, gee. (laughs) I got beat out by running shoes and chapstick. Think about how happy would you be to have chapstick on a desert island? Yeah, I actually would be. Well, I would assume that I was placed there with my purse. No. Is that one of your things? What do you mean? No. And actually, you can't say purse because you have so much in your purse. That's not even a fair answer to that question. I could create a, I could create a whole new country. With the a whole civilization. A whole civilization. Jesus Christ. Okay. No one's ever going to ask this question again because idiots. Um, great. Okay. Well, so right into us. We'll, an- we'll Maybe, yeah, if we get questions, we'll answer a question or two at the end of each episode. That's kind of fun. Right? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think that's it for us. Yeah. I do want to issue the same challenge from last week. Um, oh, wait, if yeah. you love Sisters Take a Side, then leave us a rating, a review, a comment, oh, yeah. a question. Literally just, I would like to challenge our listeners. We okay. have set a goal to reach, what's our goal, Emily? I don't even know what you're talking about. 
like a goal for We're social at 20 media. 20 ratings right now. Oh, for our rating and review. Um, I think we set a goal in the lap. I don't even remember. Um, okay, well, our new goal is 60. Okay. 60 ratings or reviews. Yeah, that's 40 new ones from right now. Okay. Look at that math. Thank you. Um, Yes. And like five stars or all of that. I'm I'm still losing sleep over our four star review. I can't find it. The person still hasn't written in and told us who you are. And guys, I will send you a hat. I'll make you love me. Yeah. Like, man. (laughs) I know. Um, So... Yeah, I guess that's our that's our other challenge. If you're the four star reviewer, um, write in so we can love you. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, and we also got a request to do um, an ep with dear old John. Oh, our brother. A siblings take a <laughs> siblings take a side. Ep. I don't know if the world's ready for that. I don't. You know. I don't know. But if 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 you dear listener want to hear it, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Maybe we get Liz and Liz and Mike up in here at some point. Family <clears throat> takes a side. Tomothy. Tomothy yeah. on that mic. Yeah. Okay. This is now just going completely off the rails. Completely. What are we even doing? Um, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Every Thanks, week. guys. We love you. We hope you have a fabulous rest of your week. Um, thank you. Okay. Thank you to our international listeners. Oh, there yeah. There are listeners in New Zealand, Australia, <sighs> Canada, Europe, some country I didn't know how to pronounce. What? If, that, if that's you, thank you. That's so oh freaking God. cool. I know. Uh, sisters cool? take a side, goes international. Do you think they think we have cute accents or no? Oh, God. Um, I don't know. Or are people like American accents aren't cute? You know, you know what I'm saying. Like, are American accents mm. cute to other people or no? It's a great question. It's a really good question. I want to take a side on that next week. Yes, let's we'll debate that, <sighs> listeners. Debate that. <laughs> Write in. Let us know what side you stand on that. Well, thanks, right. guys, and thanks, Sarah. This like totally yeah. brightened my week. I'm so glad. All right, uh, well, take us out. This is Sarah, and this is Emily. And this is Sisters Take a Side.